to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to episode 45 of Building Stronger Creatives. I'm your host, Caroline Juster, and today I'm going to talk about one of my favorite forms of cardio because I think that it's something that a lot of creative people could incorporate into their routine, and it might be a lot of fun, certainly has a lot of benefits. So what is this special type of cardio? It's something called rucking. Now, if you're anything like me a few years ago, you've probably never heard the word rucking before. So I want to explain first what it is, and then I'm going to share a little bit about how I got into it, why I'm doing it, and how you can get started if you decide it's something that you also want to try. So rucking is basically walking with weight. So most of the time, and traditionally, it was done with the backpack. So it has roots in the military, and a lot of military special operations programs and even basic training programs use a lot of rucking because if you think about preparing a soldier for combat, a lot of the time they're going to be carrying a huge amount of gear for a long period of time. So it's actually very important for people in the military to have this physical skill. Now, rucking doesn't have to be done with a military bag or any kind of like tactical gear. It can be done with pretty much any backpack. I'm actually going to talk about this later. Any backpack that's made of like a resilient, high quality material and has a comfortable harness system. And you also can do it with a weighted vest or like a weight plate carrier, which is a version of a weighted weighted vest, excuse me, where you put weight plates in it. So the important thing is just that you are walking while carrying weight. So how did I first find out about rucking and get into it? So I know that some coaches that I follow were doing some rucking, and so I had probably seen it a few times. But what really got me interested in rucking was a book that I read by an author named Michael Easter. And the book is called The Comfort Crisis. It's definitely a good book. I recommend reading it. He talks about a lot of things like boredom and hunger and a lot of the challenges that we face in the modern world. And throughout the book, he talks about his experience going on a big hunting trip in Alaska. And one of the chapters of the book is specifically about rucking and about carrying loads for long periods of time. At one point in his trip, he is lucky enough to kill, I think it was a bull moose or a, a caribou, something like that. And he had to carry this bag with a quartered game that was like a hundred pounds for like miles and miles and he talks about the experience of having to carry that heavy weight and then he talks a lot about rucking in general some of the science and research most of which has been done on military people which makes sense and the rationale that he gave for including more rucking and training made a lot of sense to me so 
I have always enjoyed doing loaded carries at the gym. So farmer carries, overhead carries, rack carries, all of the above. And in some of the training programs that I had done from coaches, I had done workouts where you're like carrying a kettlebell for 30 minutes and you can switch hands, you can switch positions. And I always really liked doing those workouts and I found that I was pretty good at them. I think that naturally a physical gift of mine, which is hilarious to say because in the past I thought I had no physical gifts, <laughs> is that I actually have a good amount of endurance for like these strength-based tasks. So it was something that I already sort of knew I was good at or that I enjoyed doing. Uh, and the reasons that he gave for including rucking also made a lot of sense to me. So. Rucking is an activity that really does combine strength and cardio benefits. Now, a lot of the supposed activities that combine strength and cardio benefits are really just like fast strength training. So when you lift weights, you have an increase in blood pressure and that actually prevents you from getting some of the benefits that you get from cardio training where your heart is like pumping huge amounts of blood throughout your body there's lots of circulation there's lots of repetitive motions and you actually need that type of process to get the heart health benefits that are so great from cardio training and rucking it's like low enough intensity that you're not getting the like restriction of blood vessels especially if you use the weights that i'm going to talk about later but you also are moving continuously and you're moving in this like repetitive circular motion that's a part of cardio so it kind of gets you a little bit of both strength and cardio which is great if you're interested in saving training time rucking also is something that humans are kind of naturally good at so in the animal kingdom <laughs> compared to basically any other animal humans are not very physically capable we're not especially strong we're not definitely not especially fast we can't really climb or dig or do other things swim as that animals can do but what humans are uniquely good at is carrying weight for a long period and covering long periods of uh time and covering lots of ground that's what our human ancestors had to do a ton of they were basically walking and carrying their belongings all over the place looking for food looking for shelter and because of our bipedal nature we walk on two legs we have some advantages there that other animals do not so it just makes sense that this is something that you might want to include in your training because our bodies basically evolved to be able to carry load for long periods of time so that made a lot of sense to me as well because that type of rationale um, to an extent the sort of prehistoric human argument for doing something makes some sense to me uh, not all the time I'll just put that out there and then also like rucking just seemed like it would be fun for me uh, I don't really love to run I'm considering getting into running now to do a triathlon but in the past every time I've tried to run I just felt really beat up I felt like really out of shape it was not fun I didn't enjoy it so I had been doing all my cardio at the time basically through cycling which I enjoyed I like to ride my bike as a form of transportation and so the idea of having another way to get outside to move to challenge myself in a different way that was kind of similar to running but nowhere near as demanding on my joints or on my technique was very appealing to me. And so I read the book and then I ordered my first rucking bag and a weight plate and I just started rucking casually. This would have been like summer of 2021. And I was just doing some rucks around the park near where I live. And I was doing that off and on. And then in January of 2022, I did a little challenge where I rucked a mile every single day, even when it was snowing and really cold and that was fun. 
And then as 2022 progressed, rucking took on a whole new meaning for me because it became a really important form of training for my New Zealand trip, which I know I've talked about a lot on this podcast, at least last year. So this is another benefit of rucking and one that I think is really valuable for creative people who have goals and plans to be outside. Rucking is really specific for hiking. So specificity is an important principle in training. It basically means that the more similar your training is or the, the it's building similar qualities that you need to a sport or to a physical activity, the better it's going to prepare you for that activity. So for example, if you want to do a powerlifting meet where you're basically being tested only on your ability to do a back squat, a bench press, and a barbell deadlift, you have to practice those movements. Even doing like a goblet squat is significantly less specific because the technical demands of a barbell back squat are very narrow, okay? Now, you don't necessarily need to just repeat what you're going to do in your competition all the time, but if you're preparing for an event, as you get closer to that event, you definitely want to include some types of training that are more specific to prepare you for the demands of the event. And so in my case, as I was preparing for New Zealand, I knew I was going to be doing a lot of backpacking. And I also knew that I don't really have access to, well, first of all, any hills at all. If you've ever been to Chicago, it's extremely flat. It's difficult to even find a hill of any size. Like there's maybe five that I can think of in the entire city of millions of people. And it's also a far drive for me to go find hikes and get any elevation. So I knew that I had to become fit to climb these huge mountains while training in a flat area. And so the best way to prepare for that for me was going to be hiking with load. So I wanted to become efficient under load. So basically, I didn't want to be that tired. I didn't want my muscles to fatigue. I didn't want my joints to hurt. And I also wanted the cardio adaptations that would allow me to just keep going all day without getting that tired. And I did a ton of rucking all summer, all winter. I did rucks that were a little heavier. I did long rucks. I think the longest one that I did was about 10 miles. And then I did a few others that were like six, seven, eight miles. I did rucks with different types of gear. So I practiced many times using the exact clothes and shoes that I was going to wear in New Zealand so that I could be comfortable, so that I could see how they would feel if I was hot or cold or sweaty or whatever. Uh, I certainly wanted to break in my shoes and make sure that I had that system dialed in because nobody wants to get a blister or twist their ankle if they can avoid it. And then closer to the trip, I also did a few rucks with my actual backpacking bag. So I literally packed it out with my tent and my sleeping system and most of the gear that I was going to bring, except for food, which I didn't bother to, to pack just to go on a training ruck. Because I wanted to wear my bag and I wanted to see, you know, how's this going to fit? Is it going to rub on me in a weird way? And so I was not only building like physical fitness, building strength, building resilience in my lower body joints, building cardio fitness and endurance. I was also testing my gear and just getting really comfortable with it. So by the time I went to New Zealand, even though on at least one of the trips, I ended up rucking with more weight than I had trained with. And of course, I rucked a significant uh, hiked, excuse me, a significantly longer distance than my training rucks. I felt like I was in really good shape. So it was really great training for that. And I just really enjoyed the rucks because for me, I don't love doing cardio inside on a machine. I will do it certainly as part of a training program. But the one thing I really like about cardio is the ability to just get outside and just move and you get in the zone, you get connected with your body, you don't have to think about like the troubles of the day, you know, you're focused on what you're doing. And so having another way to do that was a lot of fun for me. 
So I already mentioned some of the benefits of rucking, why you might consider including it in your own workout. So a big one would be if you are preparing for a hiking trip or anything that involves carrying load for a long period of time. I think that rucking to some extent all year long would be great, but certainly within like three months of your trip, you definitely want to be rucking at least once, if not twice a week to better prepare you for the trip. Another benefit, as I mentioned, is it combines some degree of strength training, at least strength endurance and kind of stability. So building core stability, building shoulder stability with cardio. You're obviously moving, you're doing repetitive motion, you're keeping your heart rate most likely in in that moderate cardio zone. So I think it's a great way to kind of check two birds with one stone. And I don't really think there are that many ways to do that that don't get in the way of each other. So I think that that's a really great option for people who are short on time. If you are someone who wants to get out and get on your feet, but you don't want to run all the time, rucking can be a great substitute for that as well, or it can be a great pairing. I have found that people who are good runners probably are also good ruckers. And rucking might be a good option to prepare you to run. Like, for example, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I've been doing a lot of rucking over the last few years, and I'm considering adding in some running again so I can do a triathlon. And I do feel that even though the technique is different, those many, many thousands of steps absorbing force while rucking is probably going to help my joints better absorb force when I run. So those two activities can definitely be related. I do not recommend running with a ruck. Um, I think that's really asking for an injury. And I think it's better to just keep the two activities separate. One last benefit that I'll say is that it's a nice way to connect with people. So if you have a friend that wants to ruck, you guys can get out. It's a great way to to catch up, to spend time together. A lot of big cities have rucking clubs where people meet up. So it's a great way to get some community and connect with others, which I think is a really important thing. And it's a great benefit of fitness in general is the ability to spend time with other people. And that's very motivating. So what do you need and in terms of gear, in terms of knowledge, in order to get started. So the most important thing is that you need a way to carry weight. As I mentioned, if you already have a weighted vest, that could probably work. Uh, Some weighted vests don't get up very heavy, which may or may not work for you depending on your body size and your strength. I'm going to talk about numbers in a second, but if you don't have anything, what I would suggest is buying a backpack that's designed for rucking or for hiking. So you don't just want any old backpack. A lot of backpacks are made of kind of like flimsy material and it's just not going to be able to support much weight. And they also don't have a harness system, which is like the straps and the way the bag sits on you that will be very comfortable. What you want is a bag, first of all, that has material that can handle load. So for any nerds out there like me, that would be something like 1000D Cordura or Ballistic Nylon or even 500D Cordura. It could also be X-Pack, which is like a laminate fabric that was originally designed for sailboats like for sails Um, those are the materials that I probably would recommend you also want ideally a bag that's going to allow you to keep the weight as close to your back as possible this is what's going to be most comfortable and this is how hiking bags are designed and the way that you're encouraged to pack a hiking bag is to load it so that like heavier items are on the bottom and you have stuff close to your back because that's just going to be the most ergonomical option So if you already have a hiking bag 
or a backpacking bag, you could use those. The thing is you might need to put like quite a lot of stuff in the bag in order to make it get the right weight, but that does depend on how much weight you're trying to use. If you're trying to prepare for a backpacking trip, I do think it's wise to do like one or two at least training rucks with your bag and your gear, like I mentioned that I did, just to better mentally and physically prepare for the trip. But I do have a couple of recommendations for starting rucking bags if you just want to add some rucking to the mix or you don't want to like mess with your hiking bag or your backpacking bag is too big to take out and about. So the first uh, that I would recommend is from a company called Mystery Ranch. They are a really well-known and well-respected bag company and they make a lot of outdoor bags for hunters, for hikers, for firefighters, for basically any type of outdoor activity you can imagine. They have a bag that's called the Coolie, and that's C-O-U-L-E-E. And it's a bag that you can get pretty easily. REI and Moose Jaw, like big outdoor retailers, sell them. So you don't necessarily have to order through the Mystery Ranch website, where I think you have to pay more shipping because they're based out of Montana. And this is a bag. Mystery Ranch has, a, in my opinion, one of the best harness systems around. So I mentioned that the harness system is like how the bag sits on you. It's the straps. It's called the Futura harness, and you can adjust it to base uh, to fit your height, and it's insanely comfortable. So the bag that I do most of my training rucks in is an, a different Mystery Ranch bag, and it uses this harness, and sometimes I don't even notice that I have any weight on my bag. That's how nice it is. The Coolie is great, too, because it comes with a removable hip belt, I believe. So if you're more comfortable like having the hip belt to, t- to put more load on your hips and your lower body you can use it if you don't want it you can take it out um, that would be a really great bag to start with i think it's also fairly f- affordable for like a high quality nice bag from a respected brand so that's one i would recommend they come in different sizes so if you're only going to use it for rucking i probably would just get the smallest size but if you do think you might also use it for hiking then you could sort of consider getting a bigger size if you have more gear. So the Mystery Ranch Coolie is the first one that I would recommend. The second one that I would recommend is from a company called Go Ruck. Uh, this was a bag that I originally started rucking with. It's called the Rucker. So it's literally a bag that they have that's designed for rucking. It's designed to do workouts with. It's definitely comfortable to wear. The material is super, super resilient, essentially bomb proof. And it's usually in stock on their website. It's not that hard to get a hold of like some of these other bags are. The Coolie, I'll say, is also not hard to get a hold of. That's why I recommend these two, because I want you to just be able to get started if you're interested. I think the Rucker is a little more expensive than the Coolie, so you could keep that in mind. If you want a hip belt, you have to buy it separately, so that's another additional cost. But either of those options would work really well. Now, in terms of weight, you can buy Ruck plates on Amazon from like Yes For All or some other low-cost companies what i would suggest is get your bag first and then make sure that whatever plate you're gonna buy fits in the dimensions of the bag so like i said before ideally you're gonna have the weight close to your back and so if they have like a compartment on the back that's like for a laptop or specifically for a ruck plate that's ideally where you're gonna put that weight you can just put it in the bottom of the bag but it might not fit quite as well so that's one option GoRuck sells ruck plates too, and they'll certainly fit their bags, but they're a little expensive. So I probably would look on Amazon or some sort of like secondhand fitness place first. You can also fit, and I know this from experience, like small metal weight plates from a gym, from a home gym. 
from the gym that you work out at, you can fit those in a, in a bag as well. Now, you probably cannot fit big bumper plates. So if you think of like the big plastic black rubber plates that people use for deadlifting and stuff like that, those will be too big. So I'm talking like real small metal plates that are a little bit more compact. Now, if all else fails, you can always do the old school way, which people used to take bricks and they would like duct tape the bricks and use those as weight. Or if you have like a spare kettlebell or a dumbbell at home, you can put those in the bag. As I mentioned, you could certainly just fill the bag up with shit that you have, whether it's hiking gear, whether it's like random things from your house, you know, anything will really work. But the most ideal option is to have some type of a weight plate, at least for your main weight. And then if you want to add additional pounds, you can do that through other options. So how heavy should you go? I suggest starting light. I don't see a lot of benefit in pounding yourself into the ground with rucks that are really heavy. What we want, like I said before, is to become more efficient. So we don't want to push ourselves to the limit every time and like just see what we can barely recover from. We want to be sort of well within our capacity and get a lot of good steps in, get some good miles in, feel good, recover, and then come back and do it again. So if you're just starting out, even as little as like 10 or 15 pounds might be pretty challenging. And that might be where you live for a while. Long term, I think that doing a lot of rucks in like the 15 to 25% body weight range is a great place for a lot of people to be. Now, when I do my own training, I tend to do a longer ruck that's like 10 to 15% of my body weight. And by longer, I mean at least 90 minutes, as much as like two or three hours, depending on how much time I have. And then I will also do a shorter ruck that's a little heavier. So more in the like 20 to 25% body weight range. And those would be anywhere from like 30 to 60 minutes, maybe a little more if I have time. Now, I do think that depending on what you're training for and how experienced you are and what your fitness level is, you could train with as much as 30% of your body weight, but going above that is not really necessary and probably not advised because above that is where people start to run into like overuse issues and joint pain and things like that. And I just don't see the trade-off as being particularly beneficial there. If you are, I'll share, actually, let me share a bit of advice from the coach that I worked with who works primarily with hunters. So like I mentioned with Michael Easter, he had to carry out 100 pounds of animal. Now that doesn't mean you need to train with 100 pounds on your back. That's a lot. You can build strength without going that heavy. So what he suggested was not rucking with more than 30% of your body weight and then closer to a trip if you have something where you are going to have to carry a lot of gear, doing like gym workouts where you're doing basically maybe like 10 minutes of step ups with a heavier bag because the surface that you're walking on is going to be less unstable. There's less risk that you're going to fall. You're still going to get the practice with the bag on your back, but it's going to be a much safer environment. So don't think that you need to ruck with a ton of weight to get the benefits that I mentioned. As I said before, as little as 10 or 15 pounds might be perfect if you're just starting out. And then if you're a little more experienced, you want to push yourself a little anywhere from like 10, 15% to 25 to 30% of your body weight is a good option for rucks. Oh, one other thing I should mention for gear is that shoes are important. So if you have a good pair of running shoes, I think that's totally fine. If you have hiking boots that you're going to wear on a trip or that you know are comfortable, that is also a great option. But we don't just want to wear like any old sneaker. 
you know, treat it like you would if you're going for a run or if you're going for a hike. You wouldn't want to wear flimsy shoes. You don't want to wear shoes that are too tight or too loose because they might give you blisters, that you might slip and fall. So comfortable, supportive shoes of some kind is going to be really important for rucking. I typically wear more minimalist shoes in my daily life, but when I ruck, I tend to wear something with either a little more support around the ankle or a little bit more rugged sole, so not like a really, really thin sole. And I think that that does make a difference. So the last thing that I'll talk about is like how to add rucking to your routine. So like I mentioned before, I think even doing it once a week or a couple times a month would be great to start out with. If you do have a more specific goal that you're training for, I think it's probably valuable to ruck twice a week or even three times a week if you're not doing a lot of other training or if you have a ton of time. Um, I don't know how many people have a ton of time that are listening to this, but it is an option. If you're just doing one ruck a week, I want you to ask yourself, well, first of all, if you're just getting started, maybe go for like 30 to 60 minutes. I think that's a great amount of time. If you're a little more experienced and you're not sure if you should go like longer and lighter or shorter and heavier, ask yourself what you think is more of a weakness for you. And you can think about your hiking experience too if you're using rucking for hiking. So if your legs get really tired, your joints start to hurt, your back starts to hurt, or you know that in the weight room you're not as strong as you want to be, you probably need to build a little more strength endurance. And so you might want to do a little bit heavier, not so heavy to the point that you start to aggravate that joint pain, but challenge yourself gradually with more loads and maybe keep the rucks a little shorter. Now, if your main issue is cardio fitness, so you're always getting winded, you feel really tired, you feel like you can't keep up or you can't go as long as you want to, then you probably need to build just more cardio endurance. And in that case, I think that longer rucks with less weight will be helpful for you. Those are especially good for hiking as well because, you know, the, the You can't train necessarily for like eight hours a day. I, I don't recommend that either, the way that you might be hiking for eight hours a day. So it's good to at least get some exposure to longer distances, if only for the mental benefits, but their cardio benefits are important as well. So I don't necessarily think that like more weight, more time is always better. Again, it's all about efficiency. So we want to try to keep our heart rate kind of lower if our heart rate's really climbing like into the 140s, 150s, like unless you're out hiking on trails where there's actual hills, you're probably going too fast or too heavy. So that's something to keep an eye on. You know, you want to be just kind of breathing normally. You should be able to hold a conversation if you're with somebody. And as I've sort of hinted at a few times, like you don't want to have joint pain. So if you, after you're rucking or during your rucking, your knees hurt, your ankles hurt, your low back hurts, like you probably went too long or too heavy or you didn't have your bag fit correctly. So pay attention to these things. This is supposed to be an activity that makes you more resilient, that gives you more endurance, and that feels good. It's not supposed to be something that you like literally crush yourself under the heaviest possible load, end up feeling beat up, and then you can't train as hard or as consistently as you need to. So I hope this gives you kind of some entry in uh, information about rucking. Like I said, I really like to do it. I found it very helpful for specific goals. But even before I was training for goals, I just think it's nice. It's fun. It's a great different kind of challenge. And it's a little more accessible perhaps in running because even though you are adding weight, the forces of impact on your joints are a little less and the technique is not as involved as running. So I think it's a great option for cardio and to get a little strength as well. You don't really need much to ruck. You need a good pair of shoes or boots and you need a good bag. 
Weights, you know, are great. If you don't have them, though, you can honestly just fill your bag up with stuff from home. You can use like a handheld luggage scale to keep an eye on the weight. And then, you know, ruck once a week, twice a week. Some of your rucks can be a little shorter and a little heavier, and some can be lighter and longer. You can play around to see what works best with your schedule and what feels good and what's helping you get the best results for whatever you're training for. So I hope this was interesting for you and helpful. I really like rucking and I like talking about it. So, And I also really like talking about uh, bags. In case you don't follow me on Instagram, I have kind of a weird thing about backpacks. So I'm happy to direct you to useful gear to answer questions if you just hit me up in the dms at caroline juster i am really happy to help i would also love to hear from you if you have a request for a future podcast topic or if you have a guest that you want me to speak with i'm always looking for more ideas to make this podcast entertaining and helpful for you next week there will not be a podcast i will be in detroit on my annual pilgrimage to uh, movement weekend which is a music festival we actually aren't going to the festival but we are going to a whole bunch of really fun parties and shows around the festival this is something we've done every year since 2014 except 2020 and 2021 when uh, nothing was happening so something that I really look forward to every year but I will be taking like a real vacation so no podcasts uh, probably not much content but I will look forward to seeing you back on the podcast in June thank you so much for listening Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Oh, 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 oh,